Okay, so I think I've I think I've got it recorded. Wait, I gotta get my notebook. And, oh. What? I, I gotta get a drink to it. Hold just a second. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. So I think it's going. All right. Um, Wait. Do you need anything? Yeah, I probably have to go to the bathroom, but. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm old. Is it recording? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, wait, what is this? Oh, this is the... Truly Unlimited Podcast. Here we go. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Dawn, and I'm here with... Jeff Plunkett. And whether you got here accidentally or on purpose, you have joined us for the Truly Unlimited Podcast. Wow, how do you get to a podcast on accident? I mean, I... Yeah, I... I've done it's that a lot. Yeah, I've I, done that a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. I don't always stay with them, but I <laughs> might, you know, push the wrong button. Yeah, or... hey, we dare you to stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're here, they've already stayed through our intro, so Oh, yeah. 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 By the way, I did go to the bathroom, so I'm feeling all good. All right, all good. Righty. I've got good. my notebook. Here we yeah, go. I'm good for forty five minutes. <laughs> All right, well, today we're going to talk about the heart of ministry. As you listen to um, different podcasts that we we talk about and go through, it may be how um, people in, in ministry or in areas can work to to help people not feel dismissed, to help people to, to help to address emotional pain that people are going through. And you could take that as that we are saying ministers are doing something bad, and that's not our intent at all. What we want to help you understand is we do realize that there's a heart of ministry that people have when they go into this, and it's, you know, not for the big bucks because... There might be a few that make that, but it's not the norm. And and there are reasons that we go into ministry, and we want to talk a little bit about that today. So, Jeff. Yes, here I am. Back ages ago, oh, Lord. when you first started into ministry, um, a ministry position hmm. or something like that in a church, um, why did you go into that? Why did you do that? Oh, okay. So we're 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 being completely honest, right? right. Okay. Because I'm scared you're even going to ask me. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so this is just rawness. Um, this is raw statements uh, to a question. Um, you know, a, a life face means mm-hmm. genuine from yeah. its source, and so this is a genuine answer, we're be not real. the one that I like, not the one that I wish was true. I. You know, so if you'd asked me at the time, I, I would tell you that you know God called me into ministry, great, which is which is true. Um, I believe it to be true, um, but there was an underlying reason. Right. Okay, and 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 again, this is raw. So judge me if you want, whatever. <laughs> okay, fine, but I'm just being truthful here. Um, you know, growing up as a as a kid, I spent a lot of my time um, feeling very alone, um, and and I've talked about it on other podcasts on, as a guest on other people's podcasts. But but I felt very alone, um, somewhat re- very not 
not rejected as in you're worthless, but just kind of there was no time left for me. And then, you know, we lived. Anyway, I won't go into all the details of it, but I felt very alone. Most of my memories were by myself. All right. But the, the times that I was not by myself was in the church. Um, I, right. in, in, so I, you know, I was part of a youth group um, as a teenager. Um, and so in churches where I felt connected to people, um, a sense of, you know, anywhere else I felt alone and in church I didn't. And so, I, I, again, while there was this, this part of me that, that I, I do feel called of God for ministry, I think if I'm really honest with myself was, man, this was the place that I could, I could not only be connected to people, but genuinely be joined in and then helping other people connect. And that's why... That's why, you know, seeking out the person, and this has been part of my ministry my entire my entire ministry, was I was very good at finding the person that was sitting off to the side and then drawing them in, where a lot of people would just notice all the people who were interactive, who were outgoing, who were, you know, automatically joined in. It was my ministry was about finding the fringe people who were just, they were there for some reason, but they weren't connecting for some reason. And then, so it was me drawing them in. So honestly, that was it because I, and, and if I, if I could help them, it was helping me. If there was hope for them, there was hope for me. So honestly, that's, you know, if I'm if I'm really honest, there's parts of that that I'm that I feel good about. There's parts of that that I'm not sure I feel great about. So, well, you know, I I think that a lot of times our tendency is to come up with this great um, theological answer of why mm-hmm. why we went into ministry when probably for most of us there's that that sense that has something to do with us. But honestly, we're the ones that God's calling into ministry, and a lot of times there's a purpose for that. Because of the way you felt, that's how you saw that's why you saw those people on the fringe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and when you said that, and so thank you for saying that because and you know, it, there were two thoughts that came to my mind as you were saying that. One was, you know, even even in the way I just answered your question, <laughs> I was a little bit, there was just this little piece of me who was, if I answer it this way, man, are people going to reject my answer? <laughs> um, so I have to be you know, transparent in that. But the other thing that came out when you, you said what you said is I was thinking about Paul being called into ministry. And why was he specifically called into the ministry that he was? He had a unique perspective, a unique um, history. Right. So my history was unique and that informed the type of ministry that I was, that I excelled in. Right. And then he had a unique history that impacted his unique, um, unique ministry as well. That's, and that's he good. Ha- and he had a zeal that a lot mm. of people didn't have 
that really helped to expand the Christian, you know, the the church and and the places that he went and looking at our Bible and how much of the New Testament was written by Paul and everything. It's he just had a zeal to push forward and he would it was used in a negative way hmm. prior to his um, meeting with Jesus, but that same thing that was negative turned around and was used positively. Yeah. You know, from then on. Yeah, it's good. Um, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times we do give this pat answer of, oh, it's for the people and I want to reach the people. And, and I think that's a piece of what we do. But I think if we can be more honest with ourselves of why we went into ministry, I think we could better understand when we don't necessarily do it like we should mm. or when we get distracted or when we um, maybe lose sight of some things. Um, it's good. It's good. For me, just to be real, um, my husband Mylon and I first started youth pastoring just a couple months before we were married. And um, I was thinking about this yesterday of the why we went into ministry. And honestly, um, in both of our families, I feel like it was an expectation in some sense, you know, just that this is what you should do. And uh, Mylon's grandfather was a pastor and all of this. And my mom had worked in a denominational ministry area for a lot of my life. And it was just this expectation. And then for me, I'm just going along. They asked Mylon to be youth pastor and okay, I'm going along and that's what we'll do. Um, but I was 18 and I was still basically barely older than the kids that we served. Um, but one thing I did have, and I, I still have, it's always been a part of me, is the teacher heart. And so I did care about their situation and, and want things to be better and want to help them understand certain things. And, and that is a ministry side. It's not the big, beautiful, you know, I want God to come in and take. I did want that, but um, it just kind of was, okay, this is what we're doing, so and this is who I am, so this is where we go. And um, I think in that, we can look back when we get distracted or off track, we could look back and see that um, made me understand why we get distracted. Mm. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, I'm just thinking. You can talk if you okay. have something. <laughs> well, but so you know, in, in, and I said sure, um, but so expand on that a little bit because I think you know, I, I, my understanding of that is because of previous conversations. So when you say when we get distracted um, in ministry, um, so what do you what do you mean by where we get distracted in in ministry? Well, when we go through. Um, 
and really get involved in the ministry aspect, say as a pastor, and you're there and you and you're wanting to reach the people and and love on the people and talk to them, and then you have two or three primary families that constantly come and tell you that you're raising your kids wrong or you're doing this and well this isn't right the clothes you wear aren't you know what we'd like to see and those things end up a lot of times shaking our um idea of our grand idea of ministering to all these people Mm. um or it may just be simple things like there's a lot of business within the church there's things that's happening i'm busy i'm tired Mm. and i i don't know about you but when i'm tired it's not always my best self because when i'm tired then my answers might be a little more short and i'm i'm just trying to get through whatever it is I need to finish. And a lot of times that can cause us to lose sight of our main purpose in what we're doing. Not intentional, not on purpose. It's just part of being human. Mm. And, and I think that it's important for us to be able to recognize that there are times that we may lose sight or get a little bit off track just because things happen and to learn how to get back to the place of realizing, why am I really here? Is it important for me to be here? Mm-hmm. You know, when Mylon and I... Um, were pastoring in Western Colorado, there were some things with the, in the church that were a struggle. But there was also the thing of ministering to the people in the town we loved. And it was really hard sometimes to marry those two. Mm. Yeah. You know, because because one area is just a little bit harder because of the contention and the 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 struggle that you deal with. Yeah, you know, I wrote down as you were saying that I wrote down a you know this is proof that I was a, a pastor because it has alliteration in there. But um, <laughs> you know, so so I wrote down a phrase: um, purpose when purpose shifts to performance. So that's what you really described. You, right. you you started with purpose. I had a purpose. This is the purpose. I have this this dream. This 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 is what I want to do. This vision, and it had purpose. And then it shifted, based based on the the interactions with people. You know, they had um, an assessment, evaluation of well, this and this, and what you're wearing and what you're doing, and and so now it becomes performance. You shift right. purpose to performance, and a less than stellar performance. And in you know whether you're the one evaluating, there's there's plenty of people that are evaluating the 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 extent by which you're performing, um, and right. so 
and it, it feels like it's less than stellar because they're saying it is for whatever reason. And then that's a fear within us. Am I performing well? You know, you, you have that, that question inside our mind, am I performing well? If it's now a performance, am I performing well? Um, and then when it becomes less than a stellar performance, it overshadows the purpose. And so the, the, the solution, and even listening to, listening to the, the way you unfolded that, that description, listen to what you did. You started with a story of purpose. This is why we got into this. This is how we started. And then it quickly shifted into performance. And not by your intent, but by reaction to people. Right. Um, and then you ended your, your story with trying to get back on purpose. And, I, you know, and your story started with purpose, went to performance, by, by a sense of obligation right. in, in interaction and then back to purpose. And that's, you know, it's, it's about, in staying on purpose is to revisit purpose. Get the only, that's the only way. And, and resist, resist the performance. And that's a hard thing to do. It's, it's really easy to say. It is a crazy hard thing to do. It's very hard because a lot of times... You know, if if we go into a church as a new pastor, a new ministry leader, they already have their expectations mm-hmm. of this is what you should be able to do, what you should be able to, how you should be able to perform. Mm-hmm. If you're within a denomination, the denomination may have certain expectations of this is what we expect you to do, how we expect you to perform. And all of a sudden, you get so caught up in all of that that your passion it doesn't die it just gets tucked away because I don't have room for it anymore in all the things that I feel like I have to go through and so I think a lot of times we unintentionally make our passion secondary. Mm. We put it to the side of, well, I've got to do all this first, and then maybe I can get to that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all of a sudden it's seen in our actions, our responses, in everything we do because we're not seeing our goal, mm. seeing what we're meant to do. Yeah, in in what... And in, in something that came up in my mind as you said that was, okay, so we can say, well, when the performance is less than stellar, like I said, right. but then what if it's not? What if your performance is really good? So what? You know, because is it, <laughs> right. is it really about purpose or is it about a really good performance? So if you're really good in, in the performance like right. I'm, I've figured out how to, how to, how to interact with people, how to, how to, to stay in charge of people, or how to, um, you know, if if, you know, I remember, and I don't like this being part of my story, but I I pastored a church, and was there um, about three months, and they had gone through some some challenges. 
And I had just come out of ministry where there was a challenge. I'll just leave it all at that. Um, and in, in the church, and I wasn't the pastor of that church, but I, I come out of a kind of a split. Right. Um, and I go into a pastor in a church where, where they had lost a ton of their people. And I'm going in, I'm stepping in, and there's you know the remnant that's left. And I'm stepping in, and and frankly, I I really wasn't really wasn't in a good good position to be a pastor at this point. Um, right. But I didn't know what else to do, you know, honestly. And uh, you know, I had a family, I had to feed, you know. And so anyway, so I step in, and I'm I'm just trying to figure this thing out. And um, uh, one of the leaders, they, they, he and his wife, they pulled me aside. They had a meeting with me and said, hey, you know, they were talking about my, my preaching, what I was preaching about. And at that time, I was very much about very practical, like life application preaching. Right. I would not do that today if it was me, but... Um, but it was very life application preaching stuff. Um, you know, let's talk, start with your life and then let me take, let me go to the scripture and let me pull out some stuff that, that is going to make your life better. And you, you know what I mean by that <laughs> and the listeners don't know what I mean by that, but anyway, all right. So, but they, they come to me and, and say, Hey, you know what? This is what we're used to. That's how they put it. This is how, what we're used to. And we want to. We kind of want to know ahead of time what you're going to say, which I thought was a kind of a weird thing to say. But okay, and I get it now. But at the time, it just it it flew in the face of of my own insecurities, my own right. the own my own things I was struggling with, um, and so I felt very overwhelmed by by that and. You know how I responded was was really not good, um, although I pretended that it was really good. <laughs> I pretended that I, you right. know, it's like you know what I'm going to be really responsible here, and and I'm new here, I'm the new one here, and and this, you know, again, judge me if you want to. I'm just being honest with you. This is the story, and um, and I just said, hey, I'm going to be the bigger man and I'm going to step away because I can see this was not a good fit. This was not the right fit. And I think they, they, they probably agreed with that. This is not a good fit. And so then I consulted with them on finding the right fit. What, what do we need to, how do we need to really evaluate ourselves to find the right fit? Great. So it sounded really, really good on the surface. I sounded really mature. I was not mature at all. <laughs> I was an idiot. But um, how, but in my own private um, conversations with myself, I was angry, I was upset, I was, and why was I angry and upset? Because I was afraid. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of, kind of getting off, a little bit off track point, but, but you know, the, 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 the point is I got into this whole, it, it was very quickly disintegrated into performance, um, and I cannot to this day tell you what my purpose was other than, than survival. Um, I had, I think I had a little inkling of a purpose whenever I showed up, 
Um, but it was really about just, I'm just trying to figure out how to survive here and stay in ministry and keep my family fed and, you know, right. honestly, anyway. Well, but I think um, with the performance aspect, that is something that probably, I mean, to some extent or another, every ministry leader has to deal with. Mm-hmm. And even in that situation you talked about, it was that um, push for performance that you just felt like you didn't have the capacity mm-hmm. to do. And, and I can think of three instances right off the top of my head of people who I think had great, some great ministry passions and were good in certain areas that aren't in ministry today mm-hmm. yeah. because the push for performance became so strong that they walked away from ministry as failures, mm. feeling like they were failures. Mm. Well, I know I have the heart to do this, but I'm unable to do it. Mm. And they walk away. And it's sad because they're people who I feel like I have great respect for and feel like they did some great things mm. because of their passion. But the push for performance became so strong that even now they have this failure mindset based on that. And that's something that if we, lo- if we lose that passion, if we get so caught up with the performance, and sometimes it's our own ideas of performance that just people have said and put on us so we build this framework of performance, mm. or sometimes it comes through a specific organization. Mm. And instead of looking at our passion and maybe reevaluating why we're making this framework or reevaluating even an organization we're with, a lot of times, I think as the human side of us, we tend to make those things more important mm. and walk away from the passion that we started with. Yeah, good, good. And, in, in, you know, in Again, I think what I started my story, my my initial point was because I get a little off track sometimes. <laughs> my initial point was, what if you win? What if you what if you perform well? Right. So whether you win or lose in performance, you're gonna get off track from your exactly. Purpose. You're gonna get off track, and, and it's really about how do I restore back to purpose so that it goes back to the heart of ministry. The heart of ministry, because that's what the the right, topic right, is right. about. Right is not about performance it's about purpose and it's getting back to purpose and and again if you say you know what i'm not overwhelmed okay is it because you're on purpose or is it because you're performing well are you really right. good at leading are you really good at managing are you really good at compartmentalizing are you really good at just have staying in your lane which is those are all sound like really good things and they are but understand is it is it am i really just good at that because you could be doing that and managing and you know a, a, a business right. 
is it just because you're winning in performance doesn't mean that you're on purpose. Oh, gosh, and I don't like the sound of that at all. Well, <laughs> when we think about the um, apostles and, and in the early church, those people that are pulling that through in their Jewish upbringing and what they were used to doing within their, um, their culture, and then all of a sudden, they have this guy that's, you know, helping somebody out of the ditch on a Sunday and, you know, letting somebody drop some down in the middle and he heals them. And, you know, there's all these different instances that shake their foundation of performance mm-hmm. that they were that they knew, they knew this is the process. This is how we go through things. These are the people that, you know, high priests and stuff take care of these certain things. And this is our process. And, and Jesus came in and kind of, he didn't negate the basis of, of some of that. Mm-hmm. He just came in with passion. And I think he taught those apostles that it's, not about just crossing every T and dotting every I in the way that everybody expects, but it's in seeing our purpose and and why we're here. And, you know, you and I have talked, and I know we'll talk in this podcast, of the ultimate purpose is focusing on God. Mm -hmm. And so in everything that's done there, that's the purpose. So when Jesus, after he had left and gone back to be with the Father, these apostles are shaking the world Mm. with what they're doing. And it's because they weren't allowing performance to dictate Mm. how they were reaching people. And I think if we could really see that God did create each of us, that we have different purposes in the way that lead to that focus on God. But they're different ways, and if we can see that hers, mine may not look like yours. Mm. I may do things a little bit differently, but if it's still leading to focus on God, then it might be something that blows this out of the water and helps something to to grow and more people to see who He is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the the unique features within us are, are either a pathway to, to performance or a pathway to purpose, and in and I love the fact that you brought Jesus into it, the way Jesus interacted with people. Well, he is the way, important. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes. yes I, I I'd say it was pretty central figure. <laughs> <laughs> That's sarcasm. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, very central. So, but what's interesting about you know what you said in 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 connection to this conversation is that you know the way Jesus interacted with people is again he was very single minded not about performance it was about purpose i am here about my father's business what is my father's business my father's business is 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 making a path making a way for you to connect to god focus on God. Join with God. It is God joining with you. Now, so, but as he interacted with people, whether it was 
fishermen or tax collectors or prostitutes or or people um, demon possessed or lepers or blind or or um, the ultimate performance folks like Pharisees and Sadducees and right. um, you know dirty knees or whatever. <laughs> um, so I don't know why I, I said that. Anyway, um, <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, we won't edit anything out of this. Um, <laughs> so you know, with whoever it was that he was interacting with, it was they're coming at it from this is how we perform. And he's saying, here, let me help you join toward purpose. And right. he stayed about purpose. I'm here about my father's business. It's not yet time. You know, it, it, you know here, it, it's about purpose. He was con- consistently about one thing, one thing. And what it, you know, as, as people came to him with, you know, who are about to be stoned or, or, you know, they're, they're being, they're being brought to him. Like you need to condemn her for her performance. And he's saying, it's about purpose. Let's right. stay on purpose. It's not about performance or, you know, this, you know, I, I'm, I'm coming to you as a leader in the Sanhedrin. Look at my performance. And he says, you know, unless you are born again and he's like hey how can i how can i go back into my mother's womb and it's not about the, look it's about being joined with in purpose the, the ultimate purpose as you right. said it, the purpose of focusing on god and we get so caught up in all of this other stuff why because it's a human right it is a human objective the human objective is how I perform and how I compete with you and how I compete in the world. That is completely devoid of God. And just because you put a, a God sticker on it, a God bumper sticker on it, doesn't make it God-like. Right. God is about one purpose. One purpose. Focus on me. Why? Because I am exclusively reliable and permanent. Focus on me. Right. That's purpose. So when the heart of ministry becomes about how I do this job or how I do this ministry, which is it was for me, and, and right. maybe it's a. I think it's a struggle, a challenge for every single ministry. Right. You right. can't. If you say it's not, that's got to be a lie. I can't because you are. A or human you're being. putting blinders on to oh, what, what's really there. Yeah, I just come on. Let's let's all be let's be transparently honest. If we can't be transparently honest, then we need to get out of ministry. Right. Be transparently honest, or get out of ministry, uh, because there is no room for fantasy and lying in ministry or in God's purpose. He's not afraid. God's not afraid of who you really are to take you from where you really are to where he wants you to be. And that is focusing on him. Oh, man, I got a little fired up there. So my apologies. But I'm, no, I'm not going to apologize at all. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. when we look at that, even taking it out of the heart of ministry as us as the ministers, but even when we are situations where we have ministers that we, you know, our own pastors, if we're not the pastor, or our own 
people that we work with. That's where we can even look at it and say, am I judging them based on performance? Mm -hmm. Am I putting these expectations on them? Or am I allowing them to maybe do something a little bit different if their focus is on God, where there's, it's still leading us to God? Mm-hmm. Am I allowing their passion to come out? Or am I expecting to control things just within what's comfortable for me? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think even as we look at that of the heart in ourselves as ministry leaders, we can also look at it as we join with other, oops, that was probably a big sound. I don't know. I hit the microphone. Um, <laughs> join with other ministry leaders in what they're doing, and it kind of takes the pressure off. We don't have to sit here with our little checklist of, well, are they doing this? What about this? Mm-hmm. Based on just the performance aspect, all that really should matter is are they pointing us to God? Mm-hmm. Are they pointing us to God? Because if they're doing that, then the things that they're doing shouldn't be off track. Mm. Yeah. You know, and, and as you were saying that, I was just thinking about Jesus even a little bit more and thinking about how he interacted with people. So think about the very last two people that he interacted with, the last two people he interacted with, um, that he was the in physical proximity, the closest to, and that was the, the two thieves on the cross. Right. Um, so here he is, he's, he's on the cross, and he's interacting with two people. And, and here's two people who have, who have, in performance perspective, who have failed <laughs> miserably. Right. They are being crucified on the cross for taking stuff that doesn't belong to them. Okay. And so one of them looks at Jesus and says, "Hey, Mr. Fancy Pants, get us down off of off of these crosses. Right. Save my skin. Perform for me. Yes, but but even just <laughs> save my skin. Right. Um, me as a human being. And the other one says, "Don't you fear God?" Um, he says, "You know, he, he says, remember me when you." You enter into your glory, and Jesus, Jesus rejects the one because it's it's still about performance, and the other one is about purpose, and it is it's about glorifying God and focusing on God, and he's and he says today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be in, with me in paradise. Right. Why one and not the other? Because one is focusing on performance, and the other is focusing on purpose. And what's the purpose? Glorifying God. Did he? Do it through his performance, through through changing the way he lived his life in that moment. No, it was I'm returning to purpose, returning to purpose. You know, you had a you before we started this, we we talked for probably an hour and a half or two hours or something like that. It's normal. Yes, people. it is. It's normal. Um, and <laughs> and she asked me one question, and we were you know for a long time. But one of the things you brought up in that conversation was was um, David being uh you know god said he's a man after my own heart but you know when you look at performance what (laughs) right you know i mean 
Bathsheba, I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't a whole thing after God's own heart. I'm pretty sure, you know, having Bathsheba's um, husband sent into harm's way so that he's right. killed so I can have his his rooftop bathing beauty um, for myself when I don't really need her because I got plenty. Um, but, right? I mean, right. That, that's exactly. not, that's not exactly. after it. But... But if you look at the Psalms, if you look at what David wrote, look, his heart, he messed up, he messed up, he messed up, he messed up. You talk about raw. Oh, yeah. Psalms is raw. Oh, man, for <laughs> real. And he, But he just keeps coming back to focus on God. This is who you are. This is... Yes, this is who you are. Where a lot of people were going, like, how do I fix myself? How do I fix myself? How do I God, fix do myself? this for me. Yes. Help yeah. me with this. Yeah, make things better. It's like you, God. I'm, I'm just, I'm just laying myself out in all of my failure and all of my performance flaws and all of my messiness and all of my this. This is, this is who I am as a limited human being, and I'm just focusing on you because this is who you are. And he just praises God, and he just, he just says, "You, who could know who you are? Who could know? Who could, who could fathom the expanse of you? I am." And that's because that God has one purpose, one purpose. Focus on me. I am exclusively reliable and permanent. Focus on me. Oh, man, I'm getting all fired up here. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's the whole thing in our heart of ministry. If we can step back. And yes, there are things that just need to be done. A lot of times there's just business that has to happen. But if we can step back and say, even though there's some of these things I have to do, sometimes we can evaluate how important are these things on some of it, and there's some of it that is. But if we can go into everything, as Jeff has said over and over, and in everything, look at it as, how does this focus on God? Mm. How does this focus on God? If I'm in a building program for the church, is that so we can have this big gigantic church and everybody looks to us and says, wow, they're really cool and they've got a lot going on. Or is it so we can reach more people? Mm -hmm. You know, in everything, look at it and even evaluate it. How does this focus on God? And if it doesn't, it's prob it's not important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it can. It, it can, can focus right. on God or it can't. That depends on how you engage it. If it's, right. if it's about, am I competing with the other or am I focusing on God? Right. That's, I mean. That's, and it's yes. huge. Right. In, in today. I mean, that's, that's a serious issue that we deal with. And that's where we get off of that heart of ministry and even pulling it back to one of the reasons why we're talking about this in this podcast is because if we can't go back and and to that heart of ministry and that focus on God that's a part of our passion then then we are even if it's accidental we are going to dismiss people we are going to make some someone's issue seem 
not important. Mm -hmm. We are going to push people to the wayside because of other things that are happening or we're doing. And, and understand, Jeff and I know that it's not because that's just what you want to do. But there are things, just like Paul says, I do things that I don't want to do, mm. and I still do them. Mm. And that's where those things happen sometimes, and that's where we have to look at it and correct and bring our focus back. And what I love is in our discussions and even in this, how we've brought it down to the simple, most important thing of focus on God. It's not like there's a 10-step process you have to go through. Do that, and things will line up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you will hear us talk about this. We're we're in our closing seconds here because we're we're trying to stay at 45 minutes or less. Um, But, you know, we'll always come back to focus on God. Join with the glory of God. Um, and if it if it doesn't come back to that, if you are not coming back to that, and I mean daily, if you're not coming back to that daily, then do some evaluation of that. Think about that. Why? Why not? Why am I not coming back to that? As a ministry leader, why am I not coming back to its focus on God, join with the glory of God first, in primary, um, and then everything trickles down from there. If it trickles up to, well, let me figure out how to say that this is glorifying God or this is joining with the glory of God or focusing on God um, because I'm supposed to. Then it's a facade. Yes. Yeah. And and um, there's the timer, and I have <laughs> one last main point. But just understand that your success or your failure seen in the eyes of man your success or failure isn't what god sees god sees Mm. your success or failure in a different way and it's very simple on are you focusing on me so whether you feel like you're doing a great wonderful job and you're just the best pastor and the best at what you do, or whether you feel like I can't ever step into ministry again Mm. because I'm a failure, because I didn't do things just like everybody expected me to do. Those things don't matter. Mm. All that matters is in what you're doing, are you focusing on God? Mm. Come on, girl. Come on. All right. Well, that's that's it. We're, that's we're past it. our we're past we our forty five minutes. Thank you. Another great conversation, and uh, that was a fantastic wrap up. And so, can't beat that. And we'll see you next time. All right. Take care. To learn more about the Truly Unlimited podcast, Elite Things resources, No One Dismissed, a comprehensive ministry plan for addressing intense emotional pain, or our other resources. Go to alethesresources.com, and Alethes is spelled A-L-E-T-H-E-S, alethesresources.com, or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.